0: Bringing you the truth behind the news, welcome to The New American.
1: Welcome, everyone. We're glad you can join us. I'm Paul Dragu. Virginia's Secretary of State is publicly saying that the CIA stole the 2020 election from Donald Trump. Also, the CEO of IBM admits in a leaked video that the powerful software company hires people based on their race. And Joe Biden just allocated $200 million in drawdown funds for Ukraine. This as he's trying to convince the American people that we need to pour billions more into an unwinnable war. We have those stories coming up, as well as a conversation with John Birch Society researcher Kyle Fleming about the sad reality of California's Republicans. But first, Congress is preparing to reauthorize FISA 702 without a single reform. 702 is one of the provisions in the $886 billion National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, which Congress is trying to pass right now. But a couple of principal Republican senators are making a big fuss about 702 and getting in the way of passing the NDAA. Now, 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, allows the National Security Agency, the NSA, to intercept wide swaths of foreign communications Without individualized court orders. But this wide net of captured communications has repeatedly included those of Americans on American soil. And so it's been rightly criticized for violating the Fourth Amendment. 702 was enacted in 2008 under the Bush administration. It legalized a covert federal warrantless surveillance program. And it's scheduled to expire at the end of the month. Senator Mike Lee of Utah is one of the lawmakers who's opposing the NDAA without amendments to 702. He's got this annoying hangup about intelligence agents spying on us without permission. Now, he recently wrote an op-ed in the blaze about the FBI using 702 to conduct warrantless backdoor searches of the private electronic communications of American citizens. He said this was deliberate and that it happened on hundreds of thousands of occasions. Lee pointed out that Congress is trying to reauthorize 702 as part of a last-minute addition to the 3,000-page NDAA for fiscal year 2024. He said that, quote, Congress is obscuring its own indefensible actions by hiding this provision in a lengthy must-pass bill dealing with other, far less controversial matters, end quote. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is also objecting to a four-month extension of 702. He said, Approving FISA without reforming it is a huge mistake. It goes against our own rules. Our rules say that the conference report can only include things that were in the House version or the Senate version. This is being airdropped into something the rules say you cannot do. Paul said he plans to raise a point of order of objection to the NDAA, which means Schumer and McConnell need to round up 60 votes to get over Paul's blockade. Here's more from Senator Rand Paul back in 2018 when he was on Fox News when, once again, he was opposing 702. What we have is a program called the
0: Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, and you're supposed to be, or the grant of power, is to spy on foreigners in foreign lands. I'm all for that. We need to protect our country. But we don't use the constitution for these foreigners, we just grab up all their information. In fact, a couple years ago there was a report that we recorded all of the phone calls in Italy in one month. So we have this enormous capacity to record phone calls. It's not just who you call, but it's also the content of the phone call. In the process of this, millions of Americans are recorded in there. So if the president calls a European leader or the Russian leader, the Chinese leader, the president's phone call is recorded in this, believe it or not. If I call a foreign leader, if you call a journalist in the Fox Bureau in Europe or the Middle East, your phone call can be in this database. So there are a lot of innocent people who are in here, and it should not be searched for American data without a warrant. All we're asking is go to a judge and uh, have some evidence. Evidence to get started. Warrants aren't that difficult to get, but warrants are a check and a balance. And if you look back at every president from FDR forward, you know what? Every one of them have been accused of spying on their opponents. I mean, LBJ apparently put a bug on Goldwater's campaign plane. Nixon was uh, accused of using the intelligence agencies. Now we fast forward to today, and we have FBI agents, Strock and his girlfriend, plotting at FBI headquarters to try to stop Donald Trump from
1: being president. So I think we need more oversight of these people, not less. Joining me to discuss today's stories is Editor-in-Chief of the New American Magazine, Gary Benoit. Hi, Gary Benoit.
2: Hi, Paul Dragu. Well, <laughs> so, I guess that raises the question, who's watching the watchers?
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, the, the intelligence agencies have repeatedly violated the Americans' Fourth Amendment with this uh, with this provision here. They, mm-hmm. they, they was found, the FISA court found that to be the case in 2011, in 2016, in 2018. They don't. It doesn't seem like they care. They are above the law, It seems like they just keep gathering all this information. They're allowed. To, they're not allowed to, even though the court keeps realizing they bring it to, uh, they bring it to attention and they say, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta do something different here. You can't keep doing this." But they continue to do this. They just do not care.
2: Well, they continue to do it because, in a sense, they do care. Obviously, what you're saying, Paul, is they do not care about the rule of law. They do not care about the Constitution. Right. They do not care about the Fourth Amendment or the American people, but they do care about acquiring power, uh, amassing power, amassing huge databases uh, that they can use in order to uh, uh, consolidate even further the deep state, uh, which is and has been for a long time the unelected invisible government of the United States behind the elected visible government.
1: And these intelligence agencies are also obviously part of it. We've we've actually documented this pretty well, and this is just mm-hmm. one of the issues. We did that. Now, of course, uh, we can anticipate, and I I think this has already begun. They're going to use the the cudgel of of security right. to push this through. Uh, in that clip that we showed with Rand Paul later on the Fox Fox News shows a clip from uh, Paul Ryan, who I believe at the time may have, was he the Speaker of the House? He may have been. He, hey, he was at one point. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, he's saying that. If, if we continue to push back on, on uh, FISA 702, it's going to endanger the security of the American people. This is always, notice, if you know how these people think, you'll always notice that they use the security. Sure. It's this ultimatum. It's always an ultimatum. There's sure. never like any middle ground. It's either security or you go along, or uh, you don't go along with what we say and what we do, and uh, you're going to kill everybody in the United States because you're going to allow terrorists uh, uh, to come through and murder us all. So, what they're
2: saying effectively, Paul, is we've got to get rid of the fourth amendment if we do not get rid of the fourth amendment then we are endangering the security of the united states of america that is effectively saying that we fear the american people or that we view the american people as the enemy Uh, and that's pretty scary when a government fears its own citizens
1: is it scary isn't it supposed to fear its own citizens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's scary for them but it should yeah. be that way as opposed, a good to, point. Yeah, as opposed to the to the other way around because as of now they're the ones above the law but they're they look, the ones spying but, on us but the point is they're looking at the citizenry uh, as if the citizenry
2: is the enemy of the regime in power
1: well based on what we've learned and obviously there this is so nuanced so i i hate to talk in these broad strokes mm-hmm. but we know there are elements within the intelligence community i mean uh, there's been widespread reporting on. It. There's been whistleblowers. There are elements within the intelligence community, CIA, FBI, NSA, especially who do not care for these what so-called democratic ideals, republicanism ideals. They do not think that we live in a world where we can afford to have uh, uh, the Fourth Amendment, when we can afford not to be spied on. And so this this seems to be a battle between that. And us who, who, who naively believe these laws still hold, that who naively believe that we should still have privacy, that we should not be worried about the NSA or whatever spying on us.
2: Well, of course, we do have to worry because uh, we have to worry about the people in charge. And we can go back to what Thomas Jefferson said, that when it comes to questions of power, to bind men down from mischief with a change of the Constitution. And, of course, the people in power, uh, they
1: have. Broken those chains,
2: and we need we need to put those chains back in place.
1: We certainly do, and that's what Senators Rand Paul is doing, uh, Mike Lee, and others. And hopefully, there's going to be more pushback. This should be one of the top stories uh, all through through the bar- broadcast. Well, Thank it, you. It should be, but uh, we made it the top story, Paul. We sure did, and for good reason. Thank you, yes. Gary. Well, folks, for more news and in depth analysis from the New American Magazine, the kind that you will not get anywhere else, make sure you have a subscription to our twice monthly print edition of the magazine, like this one. The New American magazine has been telling the truth about the attacks on our nation from within and without since 1985. No other magazine has been as accurate and for as long about where policy and culture were heading than The New American. You can get a subscription online at thenewamerican.com. Just hit the magazine tab on top and then on the drop down, hit subscribe. If you prefer, you can call for a subscription, 1-800-727-8783, Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 Central Time. After this, the man in charge of keeping West Virginia's election secure says the CIA stole the election from Donald Trump.
3: Freedom is the cure.
0: You're dead on. This is the largest experiment performed
3: on human beings in the history of the world. The more you know. What they're doing is they're forcing vaccination on people. And I believe they are killing people with this vaccination. The freer you are. It's murder. They are basically murdering people in hospitals. The all-cause
0: mortality we know is now higher in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group. Stay informed on the issues that affect freedom. Get a subscription to The New American today. TheNewAmerican.com
1: Welcome back, folks. The election was stolen, and it was stolen by the CIA. That's what West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner believes. Warner is the state's chief election officer. He is also running for governor. Here's what he said during a Metro News debate for a gubernatorial candidate last Thursday.
0: The election was stolen, Hoppy. The was election sto- was stolen? It was stolen. Efforts? And it was stolen by the CIA when Mike Morrell testified under oath to Jim Jordan that, yes, he colluded with uh, Anthony Blinken... To sell a lie to the American people two weeks before the election for the very purpose of throwing the presidential election. How does it not get stolen if it's more and the FBI covers it up and Mark Zuckerberg pays four hundred million dollars to put his thumb on the scale? That's not a fair. Uh, so the election fair, was stolen. Yes.
1: Yeah. Let's unpack that. Secretary of State Mac Warner is talking about former CIA deputy director Mike Morrell, who testified before Jim Jordan's House Judiciary Committee about the Russian laptop story. When the laptop story broke in October 2020, it should have sunk Biden's presidential campaign. But the deep state was not about to allow that to happen. Instead, Morrell and 50 other former intelligence officials signed an open letter falsely claiming that the laptop was had all the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. The letter was intended to render the explosive laptop story a dud before the presidential election so that Joe Biden could capture the White House. And this is what happened. Now, Morrell has said he was asked to sign the open letter by Anthony Blinken, who at the time was a Biden advisor, but who became secretary of state in the Biden administration after the election. There never was any evidence that the laptop story was Russian disinformation and the claim that it was was a big lie. Mac Warner is no kook. He has a military and a legal background. He is a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point and a graduate of the West Virginia College of Law. He earned Master of Law degrees from the University of Virginia Law School and the Army's Judge Advocate General School. He also has a 23-year career in the U.S. Army. When Warner said that the election was stolen, it was not the first time. But stolen elections apparently do not happen in West Virginia under his watch as Secretary of State. That's what one of his opponents in the governor's race said. During the debate, when asked if the election was stolen, his opponent had this to say.
0: What we can talk about is what happened in the state of West Virginia, and we have had very secure and we're very vigilant about our elections in the state of West Virginia. Thank you, Moore. I appreciate
4: that. <laughs> and and
0: so, Hey, Secretary Warner deserves credit for that. Donald Trump won the state of West Virginia by 40 points. And, and in 2016, when the Washington liberal elite were crying about President Trump beating Hillary Clinton, they never once cried about the results in West Virginia. I believe if every state would conduct their elections like we do here, we wouldn't be having With this the discussion.
1: All right, Gary. So, election integrity. This is one of our pet projects. It is vital to the survival of this republic. What do you make of what crazy Mac Warner there is saying? I don't think he's
2: so crazy. <laughs> right? I think he's right on target. And, of course, specifically what he was referring to, Paul, was the laptop story. And that whole thing was engineered to bring about the downfall of Trump, yeah. uh, and also the uh, the presidency for for Biden, yeah. But of course, that's just one example of what the deep state did uh, in order to get Trump out of the well, White House. There are other
1: examples that we could point to as well. Right, right. So what he's saying is, it's what he's saying is that propaganda is what turned the election right now and we've heard these arguments before there's numerous allegations about what happened in the 2020 election uh as over time we we've heard them we've read them we've seen them Mm -hmm. and the ones that always get attacked especially are the ones excuse me Who say that uh, China or the CIA or someone tapped into the computers and to change the votes, which I believe probably did happen. Others are saying that mules or ballot harvesting. And of course, we have those on video. There's a documentary and whatnot. And that seems to all but happen. Don't
2: question that
3: that
1: happened. It it happened. And and there's been, uh, there was even a race. We reported on the race in Connecticut over there where the the lady was Mm -hmm. caught doing that and and the race got overturned. So that happens. But Warner here is talking specifically about how the. FBI put their thumb on the scale there. Yes. I mean, I know he used that expression with Mark Zuckerberg, but yep. he's saying simply the fact that they rendered that story, which was very legitimate propaganda or Russian disinformation, that changed the outcome of the election.
2: I mean, and of course, it wasn't a mistake on the part of the intelligence people involved. They knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, they they lied because they had no evidence whatsoever to support their claim that this had. Uh, all the uh, the markings of a uh, Russian disinformation operation
1: No no and I guess what's saddest is it's like if you're in the media and we're in the media and I've mm-hmm. also worked you know in small town newspaper reporting and and I, I know what it's like it's like media companies uh, especially news outlets they don't necessarily I don't want to make excuses for them but how in the world, as a news reporter, can you then decipher that what you're being told by your own government is a lie? I mean, we've got to that point where that's what it is. I know here when we see pressers from the government, when we hear official, there's a story we killed the other day about this critical infrastructure threat from China because we re, because we suspect that it's more propaganda than anything else, but. We're, we're now in we're kind of in the wilderness of, of the information age when it comes to reporting. Yes, well, we?
2: we are. But with regard to election integrity in particular, we should not be in the wilderness, Paul, because we know how to run uh, an election uh, in a way where widespread cheating is not possible. Right. We know, for example, that if we use a paper ballot, uh, that can't be changed by a uh, computer. computer Yeah, because you have it. In the form of a paper ballot that's and right that's something new american magazine has been saying since the 1980s yeah we've been recommending getting back to uh paper ballots mm-hmm. but uh, we've created a situation uh with uh, the massive mill and voting uh we created a situation in states where uh we you are not these an, ballots required to uh, present an id to show that you you are who you you claim you are and we've created a situation through uh, all these machines that we're using that are not supposed to be connected to the internet but many cases we found out uh, that they are uh, were connected we created a situation where we don't really know what is happening so uh, its you know I I don't think we can say well gee let's not worry about it if we can't prove ironclad uh, that X number of votes were stolen through uh, machines for example yeah because it shouldn't be that way Uh, there should be transparency where we know for sure that the results were
1: not rigged. Yeah, I mean, again, if you're gonna, if you're gonna maintain that the 2020 election was secure and that Joe Biden rightfully won, you are going to have to get over a lot of obstacles. And I think one obstacle that you cannot get in over is what Warner is talking about when the CIA right. comes out and they say this is Russian disinformation and they kill. A major, major story that could uh, that could swing the vote. Right. That is election interference, uh, just like what they're doing to Trump now, just like many other uh, propaganda efforts that were leveled against the Trump campaign in, in 2020. Right. And before. what I'd like to
2: do, Paul, is I'd like to name a, a few names. Uh, let's get really, name, really names. specific. Ooh, what do you name got names. By uh, the way, well,
1: we don't plan this. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. you know, I'm as surprised as okay. you are. But what I
2: have here is the public statement on Hunter uh, regarding Hunter Biden. Uh that was released. We got forty uh, seconds, Gary. Uh, okay. Uh, October 19 two thousand twenty. I'll just name a few names. And uh these names are recognizable. Jim Clapper, former director of national intelligence. Mike uh, Hayden, former director, of Central Intelligence Agency. Uh John Brennan, former director, of Central Intelligence Agencies. Yeah. So uh two of th- three those who are, are always those on are, the news, aren't those they? Those are some of the names. That's that's right. And, of course, they knew what they were doing.
1: Right, right. So they were they were playing propagandists. They were swinging the election. They were going on CNN, on MSNBC, saying this is what it is. And they were giving them a platform. And it turns out that they lied. They, they lied through right. their teeth. I, and I think we have enough evidence to say that is what happened. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Well, hey, right, folks. The New American has published our latest collector's edition bookazine. It's called Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. Now, if we don't practice individual responsibility and provide for ourselves without government help, we can't be free. This polished Collector's Edition includes articles on a number of topics, including the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms self-reliance, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics. We, You should get the book. There's a lot of them. Uh, so we encourage you to get it. You can order copies at thenewamerican.com forward slash shop, or you can call our office at. 800-727-8783. That number again is 800-727-8783. After this, IBM prioritizes race over merit when it comes to hiring, and Joe Biden is playing the Putin card in a sorry attempt to fleece taxpayers out of more money we don't have.
3: Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of bi Digital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, Welcome to the Singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it, but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep, and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past and endgame. The new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of The New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code ENDSHIP, ENDSHIP. Or get Endgame and the Great Reset Collectors issue of the New American Magazine and get free shipping plus an additional 20% off both with code N20, END20.
1: Welcome back. Let's look at another major story. Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe just released a whistleblower report through his new organization, O'Keefe Media Group, or OMG. The report includes a leaked video of IBM CEO Irvin Krishna coercing management into discriminatory hiring practices. Krishna says that IBM employees will lose part of their bonuses and possibly be fired if they don't recruit a certain percentage of black, Hispanic and female employees. Paul Cormier, chairman of IBM subsidiary Red Hat, said multiple leaders have been terminated for not violating Title VII and participating in IBM's racist hiring practices. American First Legal has just filed a federal civil rights complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission against IBM for racial discrimination against white and Asian Americans. We're going to play part of the leaked video now. I'm not trying to finesse this. So
3: for Blacks, we should try to get towards 13 point something percent. On Hispanics, you got to get into the mid-teens. On gender, okay. We are somewhere in the mid-30s, I think, for all of IBM. But I think if I notice right, the representational is 50. Maybe Allison can correct me. I think it's actually, by biology, you can go debate this. I think it's actually slightly over 50. I think it's 50.1 or something. Let me say it. Asians in the US are not an underrepresented minority in a tech company. However, others are. Um, ditto on gender diversity. So we take underrepresented and gender. You got to move both forward by a percentage. That leads to a plus on your bonus. By the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. We also hold the leadership at Red Hat accountable for that. I mean, I'll be very candid. Without an exception for, fi- for privacy, I could name multiple leaders over the last year plus that were held accountable to the point that they're no longer here at Red Hat because they weren't willing to live up to the standards that we set in this space. For example, one of the changes I made, I named a DNI lead um, person in Margaret reporting directly to me and the CLT. We have, Margaret sits on the CLT as the DNI functions and this this is worked on every single one of our meetings. It takes, this conversation takes place every single day
1: All right, Gary, since I was thinking about this on my way to work, and I was thinking, you know, since we're going to go down this path, I'm looking at, I watch sports, I'm looking at the NBA, I'm looking at the Major League Baseball, NFL, love the NFL. I used to love the NBA and whatnot. You know, uh, whites are highly, highly Unrepresented in the NBA, you know. I think uh, they're like I don't know, like one or two percent. So it's time to we're gonna have to get, uh, to wind, uh, dwindle down the black population in the NBA down to thirteen percent. We're gonna have to do the same in major league where they're overrepresented, as well as in in the NFL. Do you see how absurd? This is this. This is absolutely absurd. These people are crazy. We live in crazy times. You can't do that. It's like if, if there are cultures and groups who are just not into certain things, it's like that is what it is. But this is how crazy these people are. And, and this is an otherwise smart guy, I'd imagine. Mr. Krishna there, he, he's the CEO of IBM. I imagine he did something smart at some point to get there.
2: You think it would be more concerned about making money for...
1: Or making a quality product. Know, for
2: his... Uh, stockholders.
1: Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that's a different conversation. And we've looked at the, the pressure that these asset mm-hmm. fund manager groups, um, uh, massive ones, the vanguards right. and the BlackRock's put on these organizations. But to show
2: the absurdity, absurdity of it, uh, I'd like to go back to Martin Luther King, uh, back to the 1960s. and um, He had a crazy uh, his, uh, idea, yeah, didn't he? he had a crazy idea. And, and he had a dream. He called it a dream. Not a crazy idea, but yeah. but it really was a, a wonderful dream as he defined it because he talked about his four little children. And uh, he said he hoped the day would come that they would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Does IBM not believe in that, that
1: dream? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think these people think like that anymore. I think they are so swept up. This is a cult. Mm-hmm. I think this is a cult and, and it's like, it's like a mind disease. And once it takes hold, it metastasizes and it apparently infects everyone because apparently no one is immune from it. It's like, again, you would think this guy's a smart guy. You know, uh, these people in tech companies, uh, they have to, uh, you know, they, they have to think complicated, they have to like tackle complicated issues here and whatnot, but yet they can't, they can't do it when it comes to this. They, they buy into this Marxist cultural, culturalism. Let's look at our next story, Gary. I'm kind of mad, so we need to <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay. The Biden administration allocated $200 million in drawdown funds for Ukraine. Joe Biden announced this during uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's visit to Washington, D.C. yesterday. The war hawks and all the globalist-minded U.S. lawmakers are concerned that a few principal Republicans might get in the way of continuing to give Ukraine money we don't have for a war that they can't win. They're trying to cram Ukraine aid with Israel aid, none of which should exist. Biden said that if Congress fails to pass the Ukraine-Israel aid package, it would give Russian President Vladimir Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. Here's Biden, at his most coherent, doing the best he can to continue the fleecing of the American people. Apparently, if you don't agree with this endless cash flow, you're with Putin.
4: We'll continue to supply Ukraine with critical weapons and equipment as long as we can, including... $200 million I just approved today in a critical needed equipment, additional air defense interceptors, artillery, and ammunition. But without supplemental funding, we're rapidly coming to an end of our ability to help Ukraine respond to the urgent operational demands that it has. Putin is banking on the United States failing to deliver for Ukraine. We must, we must, we must prove him wrong. The United States and Congress must As I asked last week, and it's stunning that we've gotten to this point, you know, we need to fully appreciate, fully appreciate how it's wrong, how this is being viewed around the world and being used by Russia. Russian loyalists in Moscow celebrated when when Republicans voted to block Ukraine's aid last week. The host of a Kremlin-run show literally said, and I quote, well done. Republicans, that's good for us. End of quote. Let me say that again. This host of a Kremlin run show said, Well done, Republicans, that's good for us.
1: Gary, do you think anyone believes this crap? They fall for this crap? No, I don't think so, (laughs) unless somebody's brain dead. This um, they've done they've been doing this since the beginning. They always put it in this in this perspective that if you oppose giving money in a winless war, giving money that we do not have under any circumstances. And now, of course, we're opposing it under border security because uh, Republicans are insisting, look, if we're even gonna talk about this, there better be some border security for us, which is ironic because we're being invaded, yet we're we're defending the... the It's also faulty logic
2: because uh, let's say we do get through the border security money that we need to protect our own borders and that we actually follow a policy of protecting our borders. Does that therefore mean it's okay to send additional money to Ukraine?
1: Uh, How are those two things connected? Well, what what about this kind of, uh, this logic? So they're saying by not giving money to Ukraine against Putin, that we're helping Putin and we're friends of Putin. Well, there's all sorts of tyrants all over the world oh, I know. who are being abused by other tyrants who who, you know. So, so do we do we need to start giving all them money? And I think right. we probably already, well, and we already
2: started. We started a long time ago giving money to Ukraine, which is something that uh, Biden basically overlooked in this statement. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure how much it is, but maybe a hundred billion no, no, we so mentioned two hundred million. Or was it two hundred million? Well, that, draw that was just one thing. Yeah, uh, uh, that was something recent that he uh, approved apparently, without Congress. Yeah, but how about the hundred or so billion? That we've already given to Ukraine for the war effort. We've
1: given 111 billion okay. already. And they want I'm more. I'm glad
2: you had the exact figure. I was going by memory. <laughs> no,
1: no. It was, I mean, I think as a few days ago, it was about mm-hmm. 111. Mm-hmm. I believe that was exactly mm-hmm. what it cited. And of course, they want to give more. There's all this going back and forth. There was also talk that they're finally trying to strike a peace deal and whatnot. I think they're trying, maybe they're trying to see if we can get more right. money. Can we keep dragging this thing out? Obviously, their goal is to weaken Putin. Sure. And I don't think we would argue well, against
2: weakening weakening the united states yeah the the money money we're giving we're borrowing these are supplemental funds so we have to go into debt another dollar for every dollar that we give to ukraine
1: yeah and at this point i don't think that's that's even on uh, on on their uh on their scale there. They're not even thinking about that. They just want to keep piling on, and I think that's a great point you made. We're actually weakening us in the name of supposedly weakening Putin. So um, I hope the Republicans hold the line, and I hope even if we do get those security measures. they will if
2: the American people insist they hold the line. And
1: they should. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. After this, JBS researcher Kyle Fleming is going to give us the skinny on California Republicans.
5: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence proclaims God-given rights, and we intend to protect them. Working with people like you for over 50 years. Preserving freedom and building a better tomorrow. Safeguarding the Constitution by limiting government power. We are restoring liberties, educating voters, and leading the freedom movement. Join with us. United, we will defend our rights. We are all Americans. We are the John Birch Society.
1: I'm joined by one of our main congressional scorecard researchers, Kyle Fleming. Kyle just finished the scorecard for the last California legislative session, and we have something interesting to share. All right, Kyle, welcome to the show. This may be your first time. We are so glad to have you.
5: That's right. Thank you, Paul.
1: You're from the Palm—well, it's not the Palm State, is it? That's uh, South Carolina. But you're from Florida. They have palm trees there. I'm I'm conflating. And we, we got the tundra going on here. But we got more important things to talk about. Uh, you and I were having a conversation yesterday in the office, and we stumbled, well, maybe it was just me stumbling upon it, but we realized that, for instance, in California, it's not just the Democrats who are kind of lunatics and you know going crazy. Apparently, some of the Republicans are complicit in the craziness that is prevailing in California, huh?
5: That's right, and uh, the state of the state in California is not good. And uh, one of the ways, uh, a great way, um that we can find out what's going on in california you know both with uh, republicans and democrats is our uh legislative scorecard for california yes now, what i'm holding up here is the which two- you can
1: get at jbs.org or the new <laughs> and
5: what i'm holding up here is the 2023 um state legislative scorecard for california mm-hmm. and um, our scorecards are intended to inform the american people on how their state legislators are performing and um what we do is uh, we um to take a look at some key votes, and so you can see them here on the scorecard. We have six key votes um, taken from the 2023 session. This is the latest um, state legislative session, and um, we um, rank our state legislators based on their adherence to the Constitution, based on uh, constitutional principles. And what I want to do is take a, a look at three um, revealing bills. Uh, the first of which um, in California is AB 957, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Jenner. A gender identity affirmation for child custody hmm and um, AB 957 um, would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of the health safety and welfare factors used to determine the best interests of the child mm-hmm. in custody cases yes and so essentially this is calling uh, evil good and good evil yeah and although um, Republicans opposed this bill um, not a single Democrat voted against it in fact it took governor gavin newsom of all people to <laughs> veto the bill um to prevent it from becoming state law
1: but there were republicans were there republicans who voted for it too or, or those are those the other two bills where republicans joined uh, in? But for the other two bills yeah but i
5: think the key point here is that not a single state legislature uh, state legislator on the democrat side yeah um voted for it so this is a you know a, a bipartisan problem if you will yeah and it's very clear that you know n- No person has a right to abuse a child um, using the pretext of um, LGBTQ LGBTQ plus ideology, Um, nor should any parent ever be compelled um, to accept it under the threat of losing custody of their child. I mean, um, this bill um, pertains to child grooming, and so whether that involves gender identity, um, indoctrination, or even sex mutilation, I mean, um, that should be considered illegal. Um, it should
1: t- be, yeah. It's a topsy-turvy world like you said. Good is bad, bad is good. That's, that's the world we live in. Right,
5: and, and, and the U.S. Constitution's Bill of Rights and um, the 14th Amendment um, clearly protect both, you know, a child's basic humanity and the fundamental rights of parents. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, th- this is uh, an egregious assault on the family. Yeah. But it's related to this um, topic of identity politics in California. Um, because another bill I want to take a look at is um, AB449, and that's uh, hate crimes policy. Um, by law enforcement. AB uh, 449 uh, makes the adoption of a hate crimes policy mandatory for state and local law enforcement um, by July uh, 2024. So what does that mean? Um, Well, what this means is that, um, you know, that's the problem with uh, uh, hate legislation, whether it's hate speech or hate crimes. Yeah. Because hate crimes legislation is a farce. It's being promoted by those who falsely believe it is um, the duty of government to right every wrong
1: well it's it's it punishes thinking right cuz a crime is a crime whether you beat someone or you attack someone uh, it shouldn't matter what what race they are or anything like that it's a crime it's a crime to assault somebody in, right. in any which way but if you if they uh, if if you do it or if they
5: say that it's a hate crime what they're doing is they're punishing you for the way you think we're right we can look at hate speech laws uh, for example as a form of government thought control, yes. and what I mean by that is um, not all hate is or can be a criminal, and um, you know, one of our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, um, he believed that, and he wrote that the legitimate powers of government um, extend only to acts that are injurious um, to others. Right. And so that's regardless of the perpetrator's motivations. Right. Um, regardless of the victim's identity and um the point behind that is that when we talk about um hate crime legislation in california for example um hate crime is defined as you know in california as a criminal act committed um based you know because of the victim's gender or Mm. sexual orientation etc but what's interesting about um hate crime legislation in california is that it specifies that hate crimes include but but are not limited to violating or interfering with the exercise of civil rights such as and this uh term is in um the bill anti-reproductive rights crime mm, is that abortion exactly so you can see wh- which direction ah, this is going you, so you, you can see i mean is it is it a crime for a parent not to affirm uh, their child's uh, gender identity yeah right is, is it a deletions. crime to be pro-life yeah and so that's the problem with this sort of legislation and, and
1: republicans and, agreed with some of that didn't they there's some republicans that voted on that
5: and this is where we circle back to the issue of republicans in california most republicans supported it um, no republican in either the assembly or in the Senate, voted against this bill. Wow.
1: Let's go to the other bill.
5: And um, to wrap things up, um, most Republicans also supported SB 628, the right to food security. Mm -hmm. And this bill declares that it is the established policy of the state of California that every human being has a right to access sufficient, affordable, and healthy food. And Here's what does that mean? There exists no right to food apart from a person earning it themselves right. or, or it, it having received it privately uh, voluntarily, uh, charitably from someone else. Um, California absolutely has no business um, providing um, the distribution of sufficient food right. um, to any of its residents at the expense of other hardworking. working Right, um, right. California so this
1: would food. obviously put the state of California in control of the food production in that state. That's-
5: exactly, but not just the state of California this um, is inspired by the United Nations oh and this makes it even more troubling that most um, Republicans supported it and not one Republican in the Assembly um, voted against it only three uh, Republicans in the Senate um, voted against it and uh, what I mean um, by the United Nations is that um, this notion of food security um, it's part of the the UN agenda 2030 and the UN uh, agenda 2030 has what they call a zero hunger initiative and this describes as a precondition for the full enjoyment of the right to food. Um, and it's based on Article 25 of the anti constitutional socialist um, Universal Declaration of Human Rights.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the thing about this is there may be people who don't know. I mean they know that the democrats have lost their minds they know that california uh, is on the verge of of just you know collapse over there with their crazy ideas Uh, everyone's leaving apparently there's no more u-hauls it's gotten so bad and whatnot but i think what a lot of people don't know is like even the people who you you would think the segment of of legislators who you would think that would be there to stand up and hopefully form a larger coalition They're going along, aside, uh, except for the gender uh, insanity, they're going along with the rest of this stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's where these scorecards come in handy. We have these scorecards for every state, and in every state, you will be surprised to find out when you look at the roll calls, at how people vote, you'll be surprised to find that a lot of Republicans are in it. They're part of the problem. And that's why we said this is nonpartisan. This is why we create these scorecards. And Kyle, you do a terrific job. We have a whole team who does this and you get them again at the NewAmerican.com, you go under Freedom Index, and then I think you can go to the Freedom Index at JBSStore.org. They're free. You can download them. You can download them in color. You can print them, or if you don't have a color printer, you can uh, get them in black and white. But these are absolutely crucial to, uh, to bringing us back to restoring sanity and uh, Republican ideals. Uh, any last words? We've got a few seconds here, Kyle.
5: Yes, our uh, founding father, George Washington himself, said the Constitution is the guide and we should never abandon it.
1: (laughs) That's good. That's a good way to finish it. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you again for all your work uh, that the JBS research team does. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the New American Daily. You can get more truth behind the news at thenewamerican.com. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow.